and welcome back to another episode of Cross Street Coaching. This is a show about personal and professional development, business, and leadership, all from a coach's point of view. But we have uh, been doing a series for the last year. Uh, we're coming kind of towards the end of the series, The Reluctant Entrepreneur, which is our flavor of starting a business. It is for not for those people who have been born into a family business or come upon money or the people that said, I can never work a day in my life. It's for everyone else in between. And we have called this series of reluctant entrepreneur and has been with my co-host, Diana Ideas, MCC. Hey, yo. And we decided to turn the mics on one more time to kind of talk about the product, the final state, the final form of the reluctant entrepreneur. And it's kind of interesting because when we had started this venture, uh, Diana was thinking about writing this as a book. And one of the things I said was, but we hate writing. We hate just sitting there (laughs) behind the screen and just plugging away because writing a book is actually very, very extremely hard. But I said, one of the things we are good at is uh, hopping on Zoom calls and talking. Well, we could just we could just record that and it could turn into a podcast and then you would have all this source material to write from. And that was like last year. Yeah. And so now here it is. It's a year later. We have done, this will be episode 18. I think we were just talking about that before we started. This is going to be almost 12, 13, 14 hours of content spread over 18 episodes a year in. And Diana, do you want to tell us a little bit about what do you have to show for all this hard work? And <laughs> all this, all this. Older? Well, you know, the yeah. other thing we're really good at is making visuals that help mm-hmm. inspire people to learn. So with that drum roll, please. I don't know if you can make a drum roll sound. I can't. I could probably make this little sound effect. Yeah. Okay. Interestingly enough, and this is something I never thought I would say out loud as a business owner. So if you told me a couple years ago that I would be on a podcast and then eventually a YouTube video, not only talking about being an entrepreneur, but also making reference to a tarot deck, I would say, I'm sorry, crazy person. (laughs) Please don't come any closer to me. Um, That's just not something I ever saw myself doing. Um, But as I was having a lot of trouble kind of spitting this out. And so the opportunity to be on the podcast with Jason was awesome to be able to collaborate in that space. And I also wanted to make something visual and make something compelling. And so something that's been helpful for me in the past is that, you know, sometimes the answers that we seek, especially in points of transition and change in our lives and in our in business aren't always rational or logical or sensical. And I find a lot of, I like kinesthetic learning. I like visual learning. Um, I think it's good to have practice and space for our intuition and what data our intuition brings in. And so from all that, we've actually made it made a tarot deck. And uh, it's just for the tarot fans out there. It's just the major arcana. It's 22 cards. Um, and in the process of uh, writing the descriptions, we've matched podcast episodes to just continue the learning with these, what Jason calls micro lessons, um, mapped on the fool's journey or the entrepreneur's journey uh, for tarot. Yeah, from my point of view, a lot of the concepts that we have been talking about here are things that you have to learn and relearn and go through an experience over and over again, especially in the environment of starting a business. 
as you start progressing through that journey, some of the viewpoints you've had on things like risk, which we've brought up so many times in this in this podcast, as you get further down the line, your view and tolerance on risk changes. Yep. As you start to see, you either start accepting it or start understanding it or processing it differently. So a lot of these lessons, you will have to revisit multiple times. And I really like the idea of a set of cards as something you can have and touch and kind of mix up and revisit as a way of revisiting these lessons that a linear book doesn't necessarily provide. Yeah. And I call them micro lessons because this is a very much the way of just saying like, hey, you can think about this concept in a very short period of time. It's very akin to how we would doing something analog that we'd learn in a digital world. And I've brought this up in a lot of other settings that I've done, which is when most people want to learn something, they go, they Google it or they go to YouTube. And when they see something on YouTube, they see something for seven minutes and they see something for five minutes and they see something for three minutes and they pull up the five minute video because that's a sweet spot. And they listen to it for about 30 seconds. And if that doesn't give them what they want, then they move on to the next one. We're very much wired to learn things in very short bursts. And I feel like the tarot card format as someone who's not very akin, not wasn't very familiar with tarot card readings and things like that, I feel like this was a great way to give an analog version, a physical version of this style of learning. And it allows you to revisit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I just think that, you know, from an education perspective, there's an advantage to things we can touch. There's an advantage to things we can see. Um, what I like about the concept of tarot, and it's, you know, it's fine. If someone's super into it, awesome. If you are not into it at all, like that's that's fine. It's, it's just, what I like about tarot though, is that even though it has all of this history behind it, and there's all this research, I've gone down a number of rabbit trails just in the process of writing these descriptions. Ultimately, the truth of it is when you look at it, it's what the image evokes for you. And the cool thing was, as we closed out the year with Hawthorne Union and the holiday, everyone picked a card based on their 2022, and then everyone picked a card for their 2023. And what's it's fascinating to see what speaks to people from the imagery, from the words on them. And I think what we share in community or those reflections are just... I think that's interesting. And for me, part of the way that my brain works, and I realize that this is something that's held over time, I like mapping new concepts on existing systems. So the tarot has always been an interest, but I, I've never really understood it. You know, I just don't, there's one of the things we'll talk about um, with the product itself is that there'll be ways to use it. And it's not necessarily that something that I use in a traditional way. I just use it as kind of a preview. I use it as a business forecast. What do I need to keep in mind this month? What do I need to keep in mind this quarter? Um, you know, what, how might that be coming up for me? So for example, for December, I pulled the card that was scarcity. And I was like, oh, like, oh, snap. You know, how might scarcity come up? Well, scarcity in the tarot deck is matched to the moon. And the moon is about illusion and intuition, what can you see and what might not be what it seems. So if you think about scarcity as a business concept and also as a fear of an entrepreneur, that's scarcity is a business tactic. It also can be pervasive and daunting and we can feel like we're in darkness. But if we think about it as a cycle, 
the moon becomes the sun, scarcity becomes abundance. So for me, some of the creative journey was how do I take this existing thing, which is the fool's journey through the major arcana and the archetypes of tarot and match it with the, some of the entrepreneurial concepts that I've come up with and we've run into from a reluctant entrepreneur perspective, because I was having trouble knowing who was it for and what to spit out and what was helpful. And so this podcast has been so helpful in that way. And then some of the topics that we've chosen over time happened organically. Some of the other topics happened because this was in the making and in the background. So I'll be really interested to see if people want to give this a try and see how to use it because it's, it's not about expertise even though I did hit the books hard <laughs> to try to map. And, you know, the cool thing about tarot is it's kind of like an interpretation. It's almost like when you see chess sets all over the world, you know that there's a rook, you know, there's a king and a queen, you know that there's pawns. But if it's a Star Wars or a superhero or, um, you know, whatever the chess set is, it has the same players. It's just a different kind of artist's or country's interpretation um, so that's one of the really beautiful things about tarot decks is they have a set of norms or expectations, and then it's different interpretations. Yeah. So if if you're not familiar with tarot cards, which before we started this venture, I wasn't as well, what essentially we've created is that rather than a book uh, that just is you know, chapter after chapter of all these concepts, is that we've created when Diana says the major arcana, it's a series of 22 cards that each have a theme and the theme relates to maybe some certain in a traditional tarot card setting where you draw a card, it has implications on what that card can represent in someone's life. So we took that format and we took the concepts that we've talked about on this podcast and we've changed the names of some of the tarot cards to be represented by different uh, steps along an entrepreneur's journey most notably the reluctant entrepreneur. So the cards don't have names like the Joker or the Fool. Those are represented by events and things that happen on an entrepreneur's path, such as we've talked about risk, scarcity, um, investment, so on and so forth. Um, And we've talked about all these concepts. And what happens is that each card has visuals that are indirectly related and kind of metaphorical on our flavor of entrepreneurism, what we, what we see about them. So the, the purpose is that when someone pulls a card and they look at it, and then we've got a little guidebook, it kind of recaps the lessons yeah. on what we think you should be considering. So it kind of becomes a self-coaching tool almost for you to be inspired and to reflect and to absorb a little bit of self-lesson to help you track your progress along what normally is a very, very difficult path. Yeah. But the idea is that with some of these insights, you can hit it with a little bit more intention, with a little bit more meaning and purpose that you're on a good, solid path. Yeah. And it's, you know, my mom, who is, you know, our last guest, thank you for having her. And she's the editor of Hawthorne Union. So here's the thing, if there's anything wrong with the, it's not my mom's fault, it's she pointed it out to me, and I didn't integrate it. But she asked me, she said, is this like, listen, do you where you recommend reading it from cover to cover? And I said, No, this is something where you pick a card, 
And then you read about that card. Like first you have your own reaction to it. What is it evoking for you? What does that mean? You know, some people like to journal, some people like to talk through. And then if you want to hit the guidebook, the guidebook will have a paragraph that talks about it from the reluctant entrepreneur perspective, a quote that evokes the concepts, um, a paragraph that hits it from the tarot perspective that helps you understand a little bit more about the tarot if you're wanting to learn that. And then, you know, like for coaches by coaches and the cross street coaching, um, there are questions to consider. How might scarcity be serving you? What's a way abundance is coming up in your life? What are you learning from this journey? So a number of the questions that have just come up through the podcast. So, you know, what you, I used to love choose your own adventure. (laughs) I'm a big advocate for choose your own adventure. So really, instead of creating a book that you read from cover to cover, that's, you know, because I wasn't sure like, hey, is this a guidebook? Is this my story? Like, I don't really feel like telling my story, but is it a guidebook or what are we talking about? Here, it's a way to pull a visual and then you get to choose your own adventure as far as like what of the material you engage with. And then hopefully it supports you in your business journey or wherever you are. And then also if you end up wanting to learn more about kind of the history behind the tarot, um, that's in there, not in a, Hey, historically it started on this day and these people wrote it and et cetera, et cetera. But the archetypes are matched to give it a little bit more depth. So if tarot is something that you want to pick up later, you'll have a little bit more understanding of when you pick up another deck, like what that creator's interpretation is. Yeah, I think the the chess metaphor was really awesome because most people resonate with that. Yeah, they've seen the the Star Wars version of, of chess where they understand all the characters yeah. are represented, the pieces are represented by different um, archetypes. Um, and you also brought up Listen. So for, for those of you that didn't know is that Diane and I also designed another book called Listen, Mentor Coaching for Coaches. And while that was a little bit more closer to a traditional book, it also was very visually representative. And it had it kind of had this dual format where you could sit down and read it cover to cover, very much uh, in a magazine format, more like a coffee table book. And you could probably plow through it in like an hour, maybe 90 minutes. You know, 90, if minutes yeah. 90 minutes if you were, you know... It gets a little heady in it, there when it gets to the it, structure. Totally, totally. Yeah. But they, the, one of the concepts is that once you've read it, you could also revisit it by just like opening up a page, that fortune cookie style. And so when I describe this project to people that don't know tarot, I loved the dual format of that where like, hey, we're taking concepts that would normally be in a book, but putting it in a nonlinear format not saying that every because not everyone's entrepreneur journey is going to be the same. No. And that's what's part of really, really cool about the podcast is that, you know, Diana's had her experience and I've had some of, of, of my experiences with clients and we've heard from a lot of other people, but not every single person's have has been identical, but they have had these crossroads. And so the whole purpose of the deck is that you can pull a card and learn a concept, but you don't have to go through a specific pattern or gates in order to learn your flavor, your path, and to get something from it. So I really liked the a little bit of randomness in there. And the idea of micro lessons really resonated. But I mean, Diana, what did you envision when you were kind of creating this, right? Because when people think of tarot, they're like, "Ooh, do I turn off the lights? And do I, do I light a few candles and put on some incense? And then do I 
do I read the reluctant entrepreneur? <laughs> right. I mean, you I, do I think you, some boo. people could. Yeah. <laughs> right. You do you. So this is, this is how I use it. And I will actually make, um, as we approach the end of 2022, I will make a video about the cards that I pulled for Q4. And then I'll also make another video for Q1. And that's not the right way. It's just to share my way. So um, traditionally, tarot has different spreads. So past, present, future, mind, body, spirit, things like that. Um, that doesn't, it's never really, I have trouble when there's multiple cards out there. I do best when it's just what's something I need to be aware of now, this week, this month, this day kind of thing. So for myself, I pulled a card for Q4. So I actually pulled executive dashboard, not surprising, looking at where's the money for Hawthorne Union coming in, what, you know, where do I want it to be? How am I making strategic decisions to close out Q4? What are we looking for uh, for 2023? Um, Then I pulled a card for each month. Not surprisingly, the card for November was partnership. So, you know, leaning into partnership with Jason and other people to figure out what services are we providing. Um, Partnership also has an element of structure to it. So it's not just the relationship component, but what are the structural elements? Um, And then the October card, even though I'm going backwards, was perspective. Not surprisingly, because we got together as a team for the first time ever in person. Um, It gave a lot of perspective. It really brought the team together. Um, So obviously, this is a very like high level description. But what I do is I pull a card for the quarter, I pull a card for the month. And then in the next month, like around the first of the month, I pull a card for that particular month. Some people forecast out like what's my year going to look like. The reason I don't do that is for me, my tarot cards tend to repeat themselves. Um, I will literally, you know, this deck has 22 cards but normally tarot decks have 78 cards. I'll literally pull a card, shuffle a bunch of times and pull the same card right back out. (laughs) So sometimes for me, the cards repeat themselves, which is why I don't pull that many. um, And just really try to say, you know, obviously when I pulled scarcity for December, it was a little like, Ooh, ouch. But you know, what ways am I seeing scarcity in time? and the scarcity of the amount of time that I have and how much I want to get done. And then also in some ways it's comforting because the whole point of scarcity and then also looking at it as being the moon in tarot is things are not what they seem. And are you listening to your intuition and knowing that this is a phase in the cycle? So I, I personally get a lot of bang for my buck out of just having a card I pull for the month. And it's not, it's not a confirmation bias, like, oh, I pulled this card. And therefore, this many things in the month happen to support this card. It's more what message is coming up here? What card is speaking to me, because I do pull them face down. um, And so I don't see it. And I kind of pull the one that means something to me. And then from there, see, you know, what might that look like? So Um, you can choose your own, you know, I can choose a theme for 2023. You know, we are going to be focused more on sales. I am hoping to have balance, but it will be interesting also as we reach the end of the year and I shuffle them up to see which card comes out on its own. 
One of the fun things that we decided really, really early on is that if you were into tarot, that there would be enough there for you to get it, to get what we were doing and to see the parallels between the topics we chose and the cards in traditional tarot sets that they match up with. And so if you would like to use it in that way, right, that's not necessarily the way that Diana uses it. And, and I, I'm just starting to learn about this stuff. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting, but that's not traditionally been my jam, that those things are there for you. And if you're not into tarot, then it's just really a fun way to absorb this information and to consider it. And so whether it starts, if you try to use it as something like what Diana has done, which is think of it as a theme or something to focus on, that's absolutely one way. Some other ways that I would, I'd be hoping that some people could get inspired by a format like this is to, you know, pull something and to have it be a, a good uh, coaching topic or have it to be something that they talk about it with a mentor or with a friend or to think of it as a journaling prompt, right? A bit of reflection. Uh, maybe if it's not future thinking, if you're pulling it and you want to think about everything you've done, you're going to do on this topic in the next month, maybe you reflect and do some kind of capturing on what went well on that subject on the month before. And I really like the versatility of how you can approach Something that's a little fun, right? A little lighthearted and a little bit inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, there's, um, I don't know exact name of it, but there used to be a company is, that's perhaps still in existence. And one of the things they would do is make coaching tools. So for example, if you were to take a Monopoly game and you were take, to take all of, the, all of the players on the Monopoly game and shake them up in your hands and then pick one. And then say, you know, how does that relate to this month? Or how does that relate to your business? Or how does that relate to X right now? There's a way creatively that the matching of whatever you pull, the top hat, the thimble, whatever, will evoke something different than what you would have shared if you didn't have that visual and potentially kinesthetic prompt. Um, so really, you could do this with anything. I mean, we'll, I would love for you to purchase our reluctant entrepreneur deck and support us as creators and makers. However, you can also do this with any deck. You can do this with anything. Um, I think that a lot of times what gets lost in education and then also as we think about um, what does business look like or work is like, where's the fun of it? Like, where's the learning <laughs> in it? And, and it's so, it's something that it's something that's often missing. And, you know, so all, Sometimes when meeting a group for the first time, I'll just go buy a bunch of things from the dollar store and everybody, you know, reaches blind into a bag and pull something out. And so there's like random dinosaurs and fly swatters and, you know, whatever. And then they have to say something about themselves related to the object that they pulled or something about their coaching or their year or whatever. And the things that you learn about people based on, the kind of visual and kinesthetic and symbolic imagery that that evokes. Um, that's something that I learned a long time ago from my mom who used to give it as an assignment for her students. I gave it as an assignment to my students. Um, so really all we've done is taken some archetypes, you know, gave them a new coat of paint and an entrepreneurial spin. And then we're hoping, we're hoping that they can evoke some insight. Yeah. I kind of talked about one of the books. I think we, I talked about this early on in the, beginning of the year, one of the books that I read, which was, uh, I got to actually look at it. It's The Extended Mind by Anne, Annie Murphy Paul. 
And she talks about how even though we like to think about very logical beings, doing things like gestures with your hand help explain help explain what you're trying to get across. It also helps other people pick it up. So by extending your mind into your body and gestures or even to like physical cards, right? You're expanding your intelligence and you think in ways your brain could not manage on its own. That's a, like a little paraphrasing quote that she says in the book. And you're right. Like this is, I would love for people to utilize a reluctant entrepreneur to get this, but it's not the only way to get it right. Yeah. Guided journals are absolutely a thing out there. Journal prompts. Go grab your monopoly players. <laughs> yeah. Now monopoly is a very hot coaching uh, tool, but obviously if this does sound like your jam, you've enjoyed some of these episodes. I'm hoping a couple people will, will be interested and uh, exploring a, a new fun way to capture some of this data, do some reflection and do some, do some critical thinking. Yeah. Hopefully by the time this episode's out, it'll be uh, up for presale on the website. It will. I commit. I'm to really that. pushing for Diana to do a, do a presale. <laughs> I That's commit to that. Right now. It will be presale by the time this, this uh, episode is available. I'm curious for you being new to tarot. What are your takeaways from this process? Yeah. I, I I mean, the, the inner skeptic in me always is like hesitant about some. Oh, let it out. Let it out, Jason. Yeah. Some kind of new, I I say this mumbo jumbo, right? It's, uh (laughs) it's that things are so general and so vague that, that basically people fill in the blanks with what they want. And then they, they retrospectively say, this is, this is me. This is so me. But when you really dissect it, it's like, these things are so broad about someone who's like really searching for something else. And if they just commit to it, they'll get it. And you're like, yeah, that's totally me. I just can't commit. Right. And they, and they do that. And you're like, Oh, come on. Right. Really? Really? So I, I, I really kind of shy away from that, but I do, really appreciate that we wrote something that that tried to be more transparent in what it was doing, which is saying, hey, we're intentionally being broad enough so that you can insert yourself into this and use this as maybe a, not necessarily the only lifeline. Like someone that is drowning in business gets this book and then they are like, this, this tarot deck saved my life but that it is intentionally broad enough for to help people be reflective in a nature that's akin to coaching and specific enough in a very, very narrow channel, such as starting a business, that it can be relevant to someone going through a very difficult time and maybe just improve their experience by 10%. And I keep coming back to that word intention, which is rather than just saying, well, hey, I'll cross my fingers and hope this business works, that what we've talked about for the last 18 episodes, and hopefully some of the concepts that they'll find when uh, when they open up the Reluctant Entrepreneur, help them step forward in a more grounded uh, way where they feel positive that they're making right decisions based on who they are as a person. Because starting a business can be so personal. I mean, we only think about it as impersonal, when you get to these big corporations like Amazon and and things like that, right? They're just these big modular entities that don't really have a face, except if like the CEO is like, you know, in the news cycle or something like that. But when it starts, it's a very, it's a very personal, it's a very large commitment. And so I hope that by being transparent on on what we were there and making it accessible enough for everyone, regardless of kind of like where you land on the intuitive scale, that it's something you can tap into to try a different approach. 
to inspire something different and hopefully get you across the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say for me, it, it's I, as we've established, sometimes I need to be hit over the head with things <laughs> or actually do them and pay attention. And what's been interesting in different chapters of my life, there are certain cards that in various decks, I pulled over and over and over again. And like, some of them, it would be a joke, like, a, like a there's, there's seasons of, you know, pulling a card, shuffling it, and then, you know, shuffling it a bunch of times, and then pulling the same card right out. Um, sometimes I didn't know what that meant. And that was frustrating to me. And, you know, sometimes we don't know at the time, but at least um, sometimes seeing the pattern or having comfort or one of the things we talked about is what if someone is more introverted and they don't want to talk to someone about it? Or if you don't have the time or the financial the financial means to talk to a therapist, talk to a coach, like what are things you can do on your own? I also think about that, you know, when we talk about, it's known based on brain science that, you know, sometimes when you go take a walk or you're in the shower or whatever, these, the synapses go together because there's a way that if you're not in fight or flight, the brain can be more creative. And in, as we look at imagery, as we look at, um, you know, stepping away or the act of just kind of pausing and reflecting and taking a moment to just even physically draw a card. Um, there's a way that we engage outside of just our minds in a, in a more kind of holistic sense. So, um, this, these have been the concepts of tarot have been both helpful and confusing to me on my journey because I got really, a number of years ago, I did get really into the meanings of it, trying to understand, like, what do these cards mean? Um, but the deeper in you go, there's, there's so many, there's so much information, there's so much information out there, you know, actually, the one of the books I got more recently, just while traveling, because it was available at the library, the science, the kind of not science, but the history that this author goes into with each of the cards and the imagery and the Hebrew letters on the cards. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) like it's, you know, it's, it's funny when we look at stained glass, we know those are, those are messages and they're, what is it called? Allegories, right? Like they're intended Mm -hmm. to instruct and teach. And so what's interesting is, is that, you know, I think we know that there's these kind of symbols all around us. So, um, I think the act of, I will say for myself, the act of engaging in the learning of it, especially because I think it was important for me to have something that wasn't directly related to the business, but also was a way for me to talk about my own experience and offer it up as a potential tool um, in a way that writing a book, like I just, I couldn't, like I couldn't get past it. I couldn't get around it. Yeah, it's very, it's very akin to, coaching or when people are trying to craft new habits or new things about them, whether it's time management or starting a running habit or being a better communicator, is that when people engage with services like coaching, normally they see progress pretty quickly, right? Because they're they're got a new contract and they've set a new goal. But then slowly and surely after three months of focus on it, some of the old ways start to creep back in. And so I really enjoy this format because it tries to keep a little bit of levity, a little bit of newness to be more 
having a little bit more staying power than rather just being really getting really intensity and then snapping back into some of your old habits. So yeah. I appreciate that you have that you've reflected and said, hey, like I've really dove deep into the rabbit hole about these cards. But what I liked the most about it, what I'm hearing you say is what you made from it. And I'm yeah. hoping that other people find that as well. Well, and it's cool to to see the learning continue because I had to learn more. I think part of part of what I was struggling with is that I felt like I wanted to get the reluctant entrepreneur out into the world because my reluctance is fading, right? I'm just getting used to living on this edge. But this process has shown there was more learning for me to do. And even what you just described to me is the card we have patterns, right? Mm-hmm. We see these patterns and they come up. And then, you know, one of the things as you know, it's my goal to have every word I could possibly write on these cards done by the end of 2022. But the description for innovation is the idea that as we plant seeds in nature, it's not in our control what grows when and how much, right? There's a certain kind of partnership where you can plant the seed and you can do what you can to cultivate it. Um, but what that's going to look like, especially when our work has creative, intuitive, physical, emotional elements, um, we have these, we have this sense of ourselves as these like rational, practical beings, but it's funny because all behavioral economics is, is, is looking at the fact that economics is based on the fact that humans make rational decisions. Humans don't make rational decisions. <laughs> we make emotional decisions. Or if you look at positive psychology, you know, psychology is, as Paul would say, psychology looks for the holes and positive psychology helps look at the whole. So, you know, we've seen in these fundamental practices and academic like academia and the science of it of economics and psychology as we look at okay here's the norm and then here's as we look at this from a different perspective um so my my hope is is that um that this podcast and or the cards um can be helpful to people in looking at another perspective and looking at things a different way even if it's saying um you know the the integration of an intuitive element and the creation of a product that could be considered intuitive is not ever something that was on my list. And I actually was strongly opposed to it. But, you know, micro lessons, pictures, fortune cookies, like choose your own adventure. Like those, those things were, have been an important part of my process. And, and I think more people should have access to those things. I'm really glad we were able to capture some of this stuff as you transition out of the reluctant entrepreneur to just regular entrepreneur. You might just ride or die risky yeah. life. <laughs> Thanks for uh, letting me join you on this journey. This has been pretty fun. Thanks it's been pretty for awesome. having me. I appreciate you sharing your show. And we're going to have this beautiful, beautiful card deck and booklet and little packet that people will be able to access at the end of it. So... Yeah, check it Thanks out. Thanks for allowing me to come along and to experience and to, to put my two cents and some design in there. It's been great. Thank you. Yeah, the beautiful, beautiful visuals that have been created were created in partnership and designed painstakingly by uh, Jason. Uh, so, so, so thankful to have the opportunity to work with you on a, another project. So thankful Jason still hangs out with me. <laughs> even though, <laughs> um, you know, these, what I find is these creative things are, 
our work, but it's also cool. It's cool to see, like we've seen with listen, it's cool to see people come back and say, Oh, that meant something to me. Or, Oh, I use that like a fortune cookie. So my, my hope is this as well. Like the entrepreneurial journey for me had a lot of darkness in it. And, uh, you know, this, the whole concept of tarot is that, you know, the cards aren't just light or dark. There's lessons, there's times, there's ebbs and flows, there's ups and downs. Um, so hopefully that can help bring this to light in some ways that maybe I think we often have a desire for business. We want to win all the time and earn all the time and be consistent all the time and also take our vacation. Like we just, we want it all. We don't look at a kind of a natural ebb and flow. Um, but when we look at the archetypes or look at kind of where this come from, you know, there's, there's seasons of these things. I think that's going to bring us to the end of our episode for today. And the end of the season. End of the season, unless there's anything else you wanted to add, Diana. I'm just, I hope, I hope something on this journey can be helpful. And I also think something I've learned, you know, as we think about um, some of the, some of the cards and some of the episodes are a little darker, like failure and closure and things like that. But one of the things I learned in my brief stint as an analyst is that sometimes the paths I went down that didn't yield what I thought was relevant was actually helpful for later. Because if you go down a certain number of rabbit trails trying to solve something analytically, the next time you get presented with that, you don't have to go knock on all those doors, you've already done the work. So even if something here resonates, but in a negative way, oh, I would never do that, or that doesn't appeal to me at all, that's data too. So my my hope is, is like, just be curious, have some fun with it, be curious, um, but then also um, be mindful of sometimes we have positive responses, sometimes we have negative responses, and we can learn from that. Yeah, we'll be curious to see how people respond to it. As this podcast goes up, we should hopefully have pre-orders up and be publishing and delivering around end of quarter one, quarter two, 2023. As always, you can find the links to many of the topics that we spoke about today, including the link to get the Reluctant Entrepreneur uh, tarot card deck in the show notes. You can find us on the halls of LinkedIn and at www.hawthornunion.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in and until next time. Thanks everyone.